Football is officially back, and we've got you covered right here on the Ringer NFL feed. I'm Shiel Kapadia, and every Tuesday and Friday, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you Extra Point Taken. Nora Princiati here to tell you that Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Monday and Thursday. Our Monday show will recap everything from Sunday's games. Thursday's show will encompass any news during the week with an eye towards the next slate of games. Subscribe to the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow the Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter at Ringer NFL. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets, and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler and visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it you can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Welcome back to the Rostradamus Show. It's your truly Raheem Palmer, a.k.a. the Rostradamus. And as always, you know how it's going down. We got a special, 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 special guest in the building. We got my main man, the senior NBA writer at the Action Network, Matt Moore. What's going on today? I'm good, man. Glad to be on your show. I've never done this. I, it's very weird for me being, you have your own show. That's sick, <laughs> man. That's awesome. You have your own show on the ringer. That's incredible. I mean, I'm just, you know, excited. But, you know, we had... A huge trade last night. We had James Harden finally get traded. I mean, he asked for it, and he got it. I mean, you know, they sent James Harden and P.J. Tucker to the Los Angeles Clippers for unprotected first-round pick, two second-round picks, one pick swap, Robert Covington, Nick Patoon, Marcus Morris, and K.J. Martin. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this trade and the betting implications around it. How are you betting it? How are you approaching it? What do you think of it? Hammering, hammering Tyrese Maxey, most improved player. I mean, that number's already dropped overnight. This is one of those good cases, I think, where we talk about, you know, the word, word it's got value happens so much in betting content, where it's like, look, man, if, if, if he is as big of a favor as we think he is and he, he should be and he stays healthy, then he is going to be a minus number by the time that we get to, to January 1st. 
and you go like, well, that's months away. It's going to go by like that, man. Like the next two months of NBA goes by really fast. If he has a good tournament, right? If he goes through the, the, the tournament games and they make the tournament and he has strong performances there, it's only going to go up. And it, it seems very likely based off of this in his market that he's in line for a, an all-star spot somewhere in the whole breakdown, especially with so many guards in the West now. Um, that there's probably an opportunity there for him to sneak snag an all-star spot. We've seen historically that go into most improved player. You know, at FanDuel, you can parlay those awards. So like last night, I was hitting Maxi, Victor Weminyama, Maxi, Luca MVP, Maxi, Victor Weminyama, and then Tatum MVP. Like hitting those parlays because I think they give you a really good position later for you to hedge against once the market firms up on the award. So like that's the first place that I looked. I'm not going to be betting Clippers right off the bat. Like we, there's just too many questions, and you know, I don't know that you can really get to a spot where you can say, "Yes, I feel good about having a tick, a Clippers ticket," because, you know, the what are the, what's the likelihood that you're going to have PG, Kawhi, Harden, and Russ healthy at the same time in the playoffs? Now. I do think what's interesting about this, I kind of came on this this thought process last night and I wrote about it over the Action Network. Kawhi's thing is he can't get through the regular season. He just can't. He can't he can't handle that that intensity and workload, especially as the main offensive guy every single night in the regular season season. But in the playoffs, he can do it for 16. Now he hasn't been able to do it, you know, with the knee injuries, but theoretically, like he can do it for eight, 16 games. And if you can just stretch that out. You might have a real shot here. Harden can absolutely just play every night, soak up 35 minutes, drop you 12 dimes, eat all those innings is what is what you know people talk about in the league, right? An innings eater. He could just get you through that regular season where it's hard and struggle in the postseason. So like aren't Harden and Kawhi perfect balances where Harden takes on the workload night to night in the regular season and then Kawhi carries him home in the postseason, if they can find that balance, like this theoretically works. It's just with the Clippers, it's always theoretical. I'm not going to be putting futures in on them. I'm going to wait. Sixers, I think, are a much more interesting and complicated conversation. So the interesting thing is, I mean, you have the Clippers. I mean, they're 1,300 to win the title, 700 to win the West. The one that stood out to me was the divisional odds. Um, You have the Phoenix Suns plus 135, the Clippers plus 350, the Warriors plus 480, the Los Angeles Lakers plus 490 and the Kings plus 700. Um, you know, if Harden's eating those innings, as you say, um, do you think they have some value to win the division? Or is there another team that you would rather look at? I did before. Like, I, I bet in preseason they were best bet for me plus 550. Now, look, Warriors have started, I think, pretty good. Like, they look solid. I'm still worried about the injury stability with a group that old. But it's not like the Clippers are in a much better spot. All those dudes are over 30, right? But I will say when you watch the Clippers this season, you know, two and one, the underlying metrics are all really good. Uh, they seem back to where they were two years ago. High efficiency offense, taking their requisite number of threes. The balance is very good in terms of offense, defense. And obviously the defense gets worse with Harden. That's that's inevitable. And he doesn't have the rim protection of Dwell and be behind him now. So that's going to be even harder. But the Clippers also have a lot of flexibility. Like underrated in this move, I think, is that adding P.J. Tucker under the radar, PJ is still able to give you really good minutes, even and especially if you're just like, man, we cannot contain this small ball lineup that's happening. We're just, we're not getting the stops that we need. 
you can go to PJ Tucker at five and all of a sudden you've got a small ball option that switches things up for you. So that versatility makes me like them a lot, both long-term playoffs and short-term. I think there's some value there, but I look, I will say like the Kings are probably still undervalued at seven to one. Like that's probably a wrong number. They've shown that they, they can beat the Lakers, that they can hang with them. Like the one team I don't want to bet in this division right now is the Lakers based off of how they've looked. Um, and then everybody else, I think, is like, yeah, the Suns could definitely win. The Clippers could definitely win. The Warriors could definitely win. And the Kings might win. So I think it's too early to really get a, a strong division position, especially when now you're chasing steam on the Clippers. But I would keep an eye on it to see if there's a major news move. If it's like, hey, Steph's going to miss you know, six weeks with an ankle. Okay, now I think Clippers probably have more value. If there's an injury to one of those other teams, and we're already seeing injury issues with the Suns, even though they're getting by, that probably, I think, improves the value of the Clippers. If for no other reason, then yeah, they've always had their injury issues. But now think about the redundancy. They're gonna have they're gonna have probably two of the four for the duration of the season. And that might be enough to get them through given the underlying talent they've got behind them, because they didn't have to give up Terrence Mann in the deal. Yeah, I mean that was that was the shocker for me. Um, and and why I hated it at first, I understood what Maury was trying to do. I mean, they, they pretty much got expiring contracts in Morris, Batum, Martin, and Tobias comes off the books this season. So, you know, like you're looking at next year and you're only having MB and Maxi as well as Paul Reed and Jaden Springer on the books. So it's like with, you know, the, the, the cap space and the picks and the expiring, you know, they could make a move at the deadline. Now, I don't think there's anything that, you know, I would be willing to bet with the Sixers, but um, other than the Maxi, um, most improved player, I guess the question for you is, how low would you bet this? Because I mean, plus two hundred. I mean, this was like plus fourteen hundred earlier this year, and a lot of yeah. us were grabbing it at plus two hundred. Or I mean, where's the where's the point where it's just like, you know, I gotta go bet bet on somebody else? Yeah, I hear it. Like, there's always that question of how much are you chasing steam, right? Like, you're you're now so far behind it, and it's getting so bad. I think the problem for me is just, look, is it still, are we still looking at the probabilities and saying that there's another guy that's going to be better? Like, there's a lot of guys I think that have improved this year, but the guys, there are very few guys that have made the jumps that we've seen that are requisite to get this. Like there's a formula for this. You know, we did this, this conversation over on buckets on action about, look, it's a, it's a guy at a certain age range that gets a certain bump in usage, a certain bump in points and a certain bump. And they have to play for a team that makes the playoffs. Like, there's a lot of guys that I'm like, oh, man, you're playing a lot better this year. Like, this is like a huge jump for you. Those guys don't win. We've seen this. Like, it's guys that make certain jumps into all-star contention. And Maxi right now is the one that you look at and go, look, Sixers look like they're going to be a good team. They're going to be on track for 45 to 50 wins, if not more. You know, we'll see what happens after the trade. But they did add, like, Cove can play, Batum can play. Marcus Morris exists. So, like, the two of those guys, I think, can really help you. Um. And then on top of it, there's also the possibility of the Sixers being able to add somebody else. That to me is maybe the biggest reason why you want to go a different direction. Is if you're like, okay, if you want, I want to, I don't want to bet Maxi, I don't want to chase this team, I want to counter program. Your thinking should probably be, you know, Woj DSBN reported that they're going to try and swap, swap those picks and probably some of the expirings that they have. All those guys they added are expirings. I thought that was very notable, both for trade purposes and like long term if they got to blow this up potential they'll try and swap those guys if it's zach levine or og ananobi the question becomes what does that do to, to Maxi's usage if it's levine you probably lose a little bit of value right like you probably lose a little bit because levine takes up usage 
But if it's OG, I don't think they trade for OG to give him anything close to, you know, a big chunk of Maxi's usage. They want OG to be three and D. Now, OG doesn't want that, to be very clear. Like, everyone around the league believes that OG wants a bigger ball handling role, which is one of the reasons why Portland wasn't super high on, on him and the Dame talks. Um, but if they add OG, the team is better. And that probably makes Maxi better because he's got a better weapon to throw assists to. And he's averaging six now per game. Um, but those are the kind of things I think you have to game plan out. If you want to wait, like that's kind of the question is like, all right, if they add Zach Levine, Maxi loses value. You want to go a different direction now. But you're trying to project, I think, when you start going down that road, you're trying to figure out too many dominoes that can go in too many different directions based off of what these teams want or willing to take, et cetera. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it you can work out in it. You can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. I mean, that makes sense. I, I think probably the best way to, to do it was, I mean, grab the plus 200 now because... Like you said, this is probably going to close, you know, minus 200 or so. And then if you want to take a shot on somebody else for a smaller wager, you can do that. I mean, you're looking at a guy right now in Tyrese Maxey. You look at his player props. I think, you know, opening game, he was at 22 and a half. The next game, he was at 25. And this guy averages averages 36 and 6 right now. And, you know, I, I like the way they're running the offense right now. Um, you know, KLC, he wrote a great article at The Ringer where it's just, they talked about the difference between the Embiid and Harden offense where they just were running pick and rolls to now, you know, they're running about nine, ten dribble handoffs a game with, you know, Embiid making quick decisions. So I definitely think you need to grab that maxi most improved player. I and mean, if you want to come back on somebody else and hedge, that's fine. But let's change gears a little bit. We got three NBA games on tonight. We got the Knicks and the Cavaliers. We got the San Antonio Spurs and Phoenix Suns. And we got the Orlando Magic versus the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, do you have any plays for tonight? Yeah, let's go under 226 and Spurs Suns. Wow, I have the exact same play. Yeah, yeah. so model spits <laughs> it out as good value, and then I started thinking about it, and I was like, look, I think Phoenix is probably being, I think the, the, the power rating as far as the offense goes and the projections that the books are using is probably still leaning a little bit towards the idea that the Suns are bad defensively. They've been solid. Like, they're just... I think a lot of this is I've always believed that coaching and de like defense is systemic based on coaching. Frank Vogel is a really good defensive coach. This may honestly get a little bit worse once you get Bradley Beal and 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 Book back in the in the in the lineup. 
Book's a good defender now. I think he's a plus defender now. I'll honestly say that. Uh, but there are certain matchups he'll struggle with. Beal, I think, is much more of a negative. Right now, they're playing a lot of it's like KD, Nurt, and then like a bunch of wings that can defend. But they're not even playing KBD yet, which I think they should. KD Bates D up. Um, they've gotten by, and then you got the Spurs offense that look when you when I watch San Antonio, there's always going to be structure because Popovich is really good about keeping guys disciplined. But it's like this. It's like a structure that guys are are freewheeling a lot within that structure because they don't know any better. Like, you don't watch Devin Vassell and go, like, man, he's really moving with purpose. Now, Vassell's been great. Like, he's been fantastic, and he can drop 30 tonight. But as a primary initiator, there's not control over the game. And to me, that's always going to reduce value on what they're going to be able to do. Victor hasn't really proven that he's going to be able to put up a super efficient shooting night. So when you look at the Spurs, I'm worried about what? Like, Doug McDermott threes? I'm worried about you know, like random, somebody getting hot, Kelvin Johnson, somebody for a team that doesn't really have three point shooters. So this is a Suns team that doesn't take threes versus a Spurs team that doesn't have a lot of shooting that matches with the model projection of like under 226 and a half tonight. Yeah, that this was my favorite play on the board. It was actually 227. It's getting bent down heavily. I mean, when you look at the Spurs team, 28th in offensive rating, Suns are only eighth. Um, and, you know, the biggest thing is, I mean, both of these te- two teams are top 10 in pace, but if they're not, you know, blistering hot from three or just making everything, I think this is a dead underplay. I actually have this modeled at like 215 um, on this year's numbers. So um, I think the seven Suns are 17th in offensive length possession, 12th in defensive length of possession, and the Spurs are like 19th in defensive length of possession. So this is a dead nuts under to me. So I'm going to move along to, you know, the Knicks versus the Cavs. This is a really intriguing, intriguing game for me just because the Cavs has just been so banged up. I mean, yeah. you you look at the guys that they missing, Darius Garland, Jared Allen, um, and then you go back to that that postseason series, the the Knicks beat them up on the boards pretty badly with Julius Randle and, and, and Robinson, and that was with Jared Allen out there. I mean, they were rebounding like 50% of their own misses. So um, I see why the Knicks are favorite. Um I actually think this is an overplay. Um, and the reason why I think this is an overplay is just because I, I just, this Cavs defense, like, it's just not going to be there versus this Knicks team. So um, I probably would lay the points with the Knicks as well, but that line is going up. What's your thoughts? So if if Donovan plays, what do we think this goes to? Cavs, like, do we think it's a three point move? I think it, I would have it about a three point move. Yeah, Does that sound right? I, I, Is that heavy? It would be close to a pick em, maybe, you know, Cavs minus yeah. one. Yeah, Cavs minus one or pick em. At that point, I probably lean towards Cavs. Like, I need one. I need I need two of the big four playing. But you're right. I think that the defense has not been where it needs to be. A lot of this is just, you just can't have Mobley be the anchor of the defense yet. Mobley is, it's really funny to me. People talk about Mobley for defensive player of the year. And I'm like, look, Mobley's going to win a defensive player of the year at some point in his career. Like that will happen at some point in his career. But they're twenty fourth in, in defensive rating so far, and like, look, it's a handful of games, right? And one of those with nobody was playing, but Mobley was. Like Mobley played in that game where they got cooked. So to me, um, I do think this is probably an overplay. I think the Knicks' offense is kind of underperformed relative to what their performance expectations are. I'm not going to play this just because look, the number is really low. Uh, Knicks' offense has been underwhelming. I don't want to. I don't want to play against regression or play for regression with that. You know, don't catch the fallen knife or I guess the upward knife, um, all those types of things. But 
in general, I do kind of kind of just wonder, like if, if Donovan, I'll be very interested to see what this line moves to if Donovan plays. Because if it, if it stays Nick's favored and Donovan plays, I think I'm probably going to have to have a play on the Cavs. I don't want to do this, but I think I'll have to. Well, what is the, what is the, the case for the Cavs? I know this is a revenge game. Um, I, I'm just curious, just because the way the Knicks dominated the boards with Jared Allen and Mobley out there, that was like a real concern. So, like, what changes there? I know the Cavs got some more shooting, um, but, I mean, what's the case for the Cavs? Yeah, I mean, it's it's that, right? It's that they add Jordan Yang and they add Max Struess. And Max had that first big game where he hit all those threes. And if you're able to space the floor effectively, you're still going to have enough. Like, you got to have one of the initiators. you got to have, have Donovan. Um, but it's also, I think a lot of this just gets into on a long-term proposition of what do we think this line should be if Allen and Garland were playing? Now, I have kind of started to think about how the Cavs are, much like the Warriors, I think if you're missing one starter, there's a there's the objective, hey, let's reduce, let's take whatever his spread value is and then bump up whatever the backups are by a little bit in terms of minutes, and that differential is what the spread number should drop. Um, but with the Cavs in particular, I think that there's kind of this cumulative effect where if if with Allen and Garland out, there's probably a, more of an effect there than we kind of give it credit for. Um, and that makes me want to stay away from it. But at the same time, I'm just like, look, man, it's I, I got I've got a home team that I have power rated higher with their best player as a dog. That's hard for me not to play in that spot. I will try and maintain discipline, but I'm just not sure that the Knicks, I don't think the Knicks have been all that impressive so far either. They, they hung with the Celtics in game one. They haven't been bad. They've been solid, but I'm just not like, I'm not at a point where, I, where Knicks being favored on the road versus Cavs. I'm like, okay, Allen and, and Garland are out. That makes sense. But if Mitchell and Mobley are playing with better shooting, I kind of get to a spot where I'm like, I don't know that you should be favored on the road here. That's fair. And, you know, the the one thing is that these two teams, they also play tomorrow in New York City. Um, you know, that two-team series, um, it's not a home-and-home. Home, it's a home-and-a-road. So um, I'll, be on next, I'll be on next tomorrow locked. Like, I will absolutely, regardless of this outcome, I'll be on next tomorrow. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. Um, you know, it, it's so interesting. A lot of times you'll see one team win one and the one team win the other. So, um Look out for that when that line drops. So we got one more game in Orlando Magic versus Los Angeles Clippers. This one's interesting. Open at seven and a half, over under two twenty, and the the, the the Clippers are shorthanded here. <laughs> you yeah, know, they're missing a bunch of guys. But what is you know, this line? Of... <laughs> this is tough for me, and the reason why you know why it's tough for me because they're missing some guys who just really weren't in the rotation. Like Morris hasn't played all year. I mean, right. Covington, I mean, he plays at times. Cubs now, Cubs started last game. Yeah. But it's just, they're not missing so much. And, you know, the market is betting Orlando. But, you know, Orlando, they lost to the Lakers last night. And you never really want to bet a young team who got a chance to spend time in L.A. So, yeah. I, I would play the under on this, but what's your thoughts on this game? It, man, if this was any other city, I'd be on Magic tonight. But I can't do it. With the, I can't do the LA nightlife spot with a young team. I just can't. You know, they got into town early. They lose. Now, sometimes what happens is that team gets into town. They go out. They lose to the Lakers, and they're like, "We're not. We're not leaving town without a win. I'm getting a win." And they win the next one, whether it's Lakers or Clippers. 
Um, the other thing here is like, look, look at the injury report on this. Zoo Zubach is questionable with a thigh contusion. Norman Powell's questionable with foot soreness. So, and Terrence Mann's out with an ankle sprain. So, look at that injury report. All right, so we're you know okay, fine. Batum and 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 Morris were not really playing. Fair enough. They're not going to have the new guys in the trade. It's not even finalized yet. So, but they, they also can't play any of those guys because they can't risk them getting hurt, which would impact the trade, right? They they have to sit those dudes. And they still got Kawhi and PG and Russ, and that's great. But this Magic team is scrappy. It's early in the season, so the back-to-backs aren't as, as bad for you in the first 21 games as they are later in the season. Um, and this Clippers team is so shorthanded. Like, if they don't have Zoo and they don't have Cove, what does this look like from a center position versus Wendell Carter Jr.? You got Franz Wagner, you got Paolo Bancaro, Suggs and Fultz both played really well last night. I think it's a really good matchup. I definitely lean magic. I'm not going to play. This is this is one of those like God is testing me, Ra. God is like, yeah, <laughs> look at all this value. It's testing me too. Um, like like the de- like the devil's on one shoulder being like, look at all this value. Young team in a back to back. The Clippers are missing a bunch of dudes. And on the other hand, there's the angel going, never bet on a team and that on LA nightlife. Don't do it on a back to back LA nightlife, young team facing a team that is power rated higher. Um, so my, my numbers don't make this by margin. I like how the Clippers have played. I'll stay away, but I definitely lean magic here. Yeah. I wish I could have gotten eight because I mean, like that was the number right there. It's down to six. Now, by the time you guys hear it, it's probably still be a six. But the one thing that stands out to me, and I'm glad you mentioned the Zubac injury, because if you watch that Clippers game against the Utah Jazz on Friday night, the Utah Jazz, they rebounded 36% of their misses. Uh, I mean, they absolutely dominated the Clippers inside. And you look at these two teams, the Magic are third in offensive rebound rate. The Clippers are 28th in defensive rebound rate. And the, the Magic, they shoot, you know, they're 41% frequency at the rim. So, they're going to get to the rim in this game. So I think that's their chances of winning this game. Um, it starts with rebounding. It starts with getting inside. Um, I want to leave this one alone, but the value is definitely on the magic. Um, is there anything that you want to tell the people before we get out of here? Um, anything you're promoting? I know you got the article about Harden up right now on the Action Network. Um, let the people know where they can find you if there's anything that you, you want to let people know. Yeah, you can check out our podcast, Buckets on the Action Network. We, we got episodes five days a week covering NBA betting, you definitely want to check that out. I'm also going to have an article up on uh, the seven funniest things about the James Harden trade. Because, God, there's a lot that's funny about this trade, Rob. Uh, I'm going to tell you the funniest thing that I saw. Um, <laughs> Furkan, um, oh, that, yeah. He wanted to be included in the trade. <laughs> so a reporter on Twitter reported that. Um, it'll be interesting to see if that's if that's true or not. But, man, poor, 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 poor Furkmaz, just stuck in Philly, can't get out desperately. Like KJ, and it's really funny that now he, but at least he and KJ Martin can be friends because KJ was stuck in Houston for over a year, wanting out of there. Finally gets out, gets to LA. Nope, you're going to Philly. So uh, they can be buddies um, in uh, being stuck in. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on. Matt Moore is a legend. If you guys don't know about him, make sure you check him out at the Action Network. Check him out on Buckets. Probably the greatest NBA writer out there right now. And I'm not saying this. Um, just because we used to work together, but he is one of the best. 
But y'all know how it's going down. It's the Rostradamus Show. Make sure you check us out, East Coast Bias. Make sure you check us out on Wise Guys. Going down. We out. Must be 21 and up in President Select States. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambler problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 if you're in Arizona. If you're in Connecticut, call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK in New York. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday. I'm still sleeping. I also like ease. And the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side by side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.